punishments, bank levies, and stop collection calls with our proven program. Call Zero Debt in 90 Days now, 800-477-9256, and ask for free information from an expert who also completed our program, 800-477-9256, or ZeroDebtGuarantee.com, 800-477-9256, or ZeroDebtGuarantee.com. Years ahead of the dominant media, FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net, around the world and on satellite. Good morning, Kingdom Seekers. This is Paul from Wisconsin. Welcome to Keys of the Kingdom. And I'll be your host today, and we're going to try another episode of Meet the Ministers here. I have with me today that silver-tongued man of God from the Carolinas, Jeff Perot, and also um, a Massachusetts PAC man, uh, not to be confused with Pac-Man, but uh, that'd be George <laughs> Mason. Welcome, guys. <coughs> God bless you, brother. And today we decided to uh, talk a little bit about the kingdom without and the kingdom within. And we'll touch a little bit on a tour that's coming to a town near you. But uh, let's get started and see if uh, Brother Jeff has something to say about the kingdom within. Well, you never know that, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a man of uh, a few words. You know what I'm saying, Paul? Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> no, actually, uh, what I tell people, and, and I think this is a, a good approach to life, I eat, drink, sleep, and breathe kingdom because, uh, you know, Christ, uh, the Messiah, is our life. Amen. And uh, I tell you, he just consumes me. And it's like when Jeremiah talked about, woe unto me if I, uh, if I don't prophesy or preach. He talks about it's like fire shut up my bones. Anyhow, I felt uh, this morning um, just very strongly by the prompting of Holy Spirit um, to really emphasize the kingdom within. And that is the fuel, if you will, in the tank uh, that drives the kingdom at hand, uh, Brother Paul and George and, and the listening audience. And it's very, very important to emphasize and to prioritize the internal life. And there's really four, there's four references in the scriptures that we see, um, you know, when Christ uh, talked of the kingdom within. And the first um, one that, that I've seen here is when it talks about in Luke 17, and Christ says, and, um, and when he was demanded of the Pharisees when the kingdom of God should come, he answered them and said, the kingdom of God cometh 
not with observation. You hear Gregory talk about that a lot. It's not that we stand on the sidelines and and uh, and, and and do nothing here. Um, it's an internal thing. It's not observation, if you will. It's an internal nature that drives our external behavior. But it says this, Neither shall they say, Lo here or lo there, for behold, the kingdom of God is within you. And um, it also talks about there in um, Romans 14.7. It says, For the kingdom of God is not meat or drink, but righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And there's so many references about an internal nature, and we call that putting on the new man or the born-again experience or the baptism of a new citizenry. But we can go ahead and talk all day long, Paul, about a beautiful and pure and perfect blueprint um, or organic kingdom infrastructure of how we do the community. And we talked about that many a times, you know, tens, hundreds, and thousands, and how we function. But there's something that's very, very different about the kingdoms of men or these empire empires of men um, as opposed to the kingdom of God. And it's really, it's about uh, the kingdom of God is he changes us on on the inside, he puts his nature and his attributes on the inside of us. Or if you say it this way, he comes to live on the inside of us to work out the kingdom at hand through us by our choices to yield to the admonition of his spirit. So it's very, very uh, encouraging because we're not having to try to make this happen, gentlemen. It's really about a yielded life that allows the Spirit to move through us to make it happen. And this is what I understand to be pure Christianity uh, in opposition uh, to the religions of the world that may say, make it happen, um, or just uh, observe things happening. But there's several different passages here that I want to get into before I go any further. What's your guys' thoughts on that? And um, and we'll get into, you know, the specifics of the nuts and bolts of how we should do community. You know, because we do need to practice on each other because reading a book or reading the scriptures uh, by themselves without practicing, as the word says in James, be not merely hearers of the word, but be also doers of the word. You know, that we need we need a practice ground, if you will. And that's what we're doing over here in South Carolina. And that's why I believe it's important to have these congregations of record to practice um, as simply as how we treat each other. You know, because we read something, but now we need to practice on how we treat each other, how we deal with conflict, et cetera, et cetera. What's your guys' thoughts on that? Well, I think you bring up an important point on how we treat each other. And this is kind of an exercise that we all have to relearn. Because if you look at this country, America, it's by and large a selfish country. And everyone's, and, and technology has helped a lot with that. Everyone can sit in their own home with their own entertainment center, their own computer. And, and you see this longing in them to network because they'll go out and deal with Facebook and they'll look for other people in this virtual community, but there's not that face-to-face contact. And computers, you can shut off. You don't have to deal with them if, if you decide not to do that. 
but uh, to develop relationships between men or men and women, um, it takes effort. And I think, uh, by and large, as a country, we may be a little lax in remembering how to do that. And that's one thing we got to remind ourselves of. Any input, George? Well, I, I really agree that uh, that everything that flows from from a man comes from within, and I think that's look you know again looking at Luke and chapter eleven. Jesus said unto them, "When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done, as in heaven, so in earth." And later in that cha- same chapter, it says. Uh, uh, again, Jesus is speaking, and some of them said, He casteth out devils through bales above the chief of the devils, and other tempting him sought of him a sign from heaven. But he, knowing their thoughts, said unto them, Every kingdom divided against itself is brought to desolation, and a house divided against a house falleth. If Satan also be divided against himself, how shall his kingdom stand? Because ye say that I cast out devils through Beelzebub, and if I by Beelzebub cast out devils, by whom do your sons cast them out? Therefore shall they be your judges. But if I with the finger of God cast out devils, no doubt the kingdom of God is come upon you. So uh, it definitely flows, you know, from from within, and then is, it is also um, uh, the the fruit of it is without. And I think that's been the challenge too, as we. Um, build a congregation of record uh, with with local community and connect with each other in perhaps a different way where we always kind of went to a church that was you know built as a church and then top down we were we were described the gospel and now kind of looking at it a little differently like like Jeff was uh, was talking about is how how then should you live if if the kingdom is now within you and what is going to be the out, outward, how's that going to look on the outside? And are you going to have another ruler uh, competing for that kingdom? Or are you going to be, as Jeff said, uh, totally, totally committed to to one, you know, to the, to the kingdom of God? Well, that's interesting that you bring up the, uh, the passage there talking about Satan and the kingdom divided when Satan himself is the the master of divisiveness and deception and and he uh likes to uh try and divide up the kingdom of god to for his own purposes but um i wanted to touch base a little bit on what's going on in your area of the country it's massachusetts is that correct george yes yeah and i just i've just been uh, muting uh so that there's not so much background noise but uh yeah so we're in massachusetts and Do you work in the Kingdom of Record? Uh, I'm sorry, a Congregation of Record up there? Yes, we we have about five families that formed. We It's a broad geographical uh, group all the way from Long Island to Cape Cod. <laughs> so we, uh, we're looking at it as southern New England, if you will, but we're hoping that, you know, when we build it, uh, we'll already be there and other people will want to connect in and then, uh, hopefully get closer geographically. So we connect with each other by phone, by email, and then we also have a monthly gathering, which is not just exclusively for the congregation of record. We invite other people to kind of come and see uh, what we're what we're doing and how we're connecting. And 
we're using the internet for part of that outreach and then we're hopeful as um i know we're going to talk a little bit about the whirlwind tour we're working on a couple of venues that we can have uh to bring other people in to see brother gregory come and, and speak on some of his thoughts and and books and whatnot but mostly we've been connecting on the areas of nutrition on sustaining each other through uh, natural ways uh, trying to build ourselves more and more as a community that can be interdependent i guess is the word excellent that sounds exciting amen amen a couple things i would like to interject here um what's beautiful about this whirlwind tour and and just the congregations of record, you know, and building the network, because kind of like cells, you know, you uh, you have all these cells coming together to make the whole, and that's what we're trying to accomplish by the grace of God. Uh, and uh, because in these cells, if you will, uh, we're able to to practice, and I want to bring that back as well, because you know the temperance of the still, if you will, uh, by the heat or the pressure that it undergoes. And that's what's so beautiful about these congregations, because we need to have some still in our spines. Because, uh, and that's why it's important, I, I believe I call it face time. To have the face time, because when you deal with potential conflicts, you deal with the potential personality uh, differences. How do we handle that at, from the nature of Christ? Because that's the real deal. That's where the rubber meets the road or brass tacks. And um, that's why it's important, I believe, to get involved face-to-face uh, with some of these uh, gathering times, but not just because we're going to a meeting. Um, get involved. Get heart deep. Um, and I know that takes a, a word called... Uh, trust but trust comes from love and when we love we take risks and risk means i'll go out there and even be willing to uh even share some of my dirty laundry so i could be healed um and be um set free delivered if you will um if we're just isolated islands into ourselves a lot of that's not going to take place. I mean, the Father has designed us to have a iron sharpening iron sort of an experience. He really made the body, which is so clearly displayed, I believe, in the, the 12th chapter of Romans and also 1 Corinthians 12. And, and you see uh, the body life uh, there in Ephesians 4 and the purpose of, uh, you know, it's that maturing and that the full measure of the stature of Christ. That comes about by getting together. So we are given opportunities here, and Greg is going to be taking out, you know, probably a couple of months of his time, let alone the different congregations of records and, and the ministers. I mean, I mean the, the, the countless hours I know I personally put into, let alone Brother George and Scott and some of the other brothers. Um, we're doing this to serve in the Bronx an opportunity for the ones in the listening audience to get involved because there's a lot of dirt out there. There's a lot of things that are disjointed. They're out of order. There's a lot more religion than spirit that we see. And we can. We can major on 
um, talking about all those things and all the things that are in error, or we can go ahead and put our time and our energy, our tears, our devotion to modeling something that is correct, something that is full of truth and accurate. And that's what we're trying to do here, because we want to give an opportunity um, for all of us. I mean, now I'm, st- I'm in the middle of this equation here. I'm, it's not us and them. It's all of us as a body. We all need work. We all need to mature. We all need growth here um, and the opportunity to display that kingdom within uh, and see it manifest in how we love one another. And I'll just, I'll just read this thing that I kind of wrote down this morning. Uh, the character and nature of Messiah needs to be displayed in us. If we fail to yield to Holy Spirit and love, we run in vain and our liberty is only used to coddle the flesh. And that's found right there. Um, and I encourage you in the listening audience to read Galatians 5, 13 through 26. It explains what the flesh is and what the spirit is. And these things, and, and, and you know a tree by its fruit. We've got to come together so we can simply see what we are made of, and not for condemnation's sake. As it says in the 8th chapter of Romans, you know, uh, anyone who's in Christ, um, uh, excuse me, it talks about, uh, there's no, now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ, who walk not after the flesh. We're not here to condemn, but like if you get a check engine light on the dashboard of your car, you don't continue to go forward. You need to pop the hood and see what's going on under the, you know, under the hood there. And that's what these congregations of record are all about. That's what the whirlwind tour is all about. So we're able to rub on each other, to iron sharpen iron, so we're able to see what's under the hood. And we can go ahead and get a, you know, get a little maintenance there, get to a tune-up, if you will, because the Lord is jealous over us, gentlemen, uh, and ladies and gentlemen out in the audience there. He is jealous over us. Matter of fact, the word calls him jealous. What does that mean? He's jealous over other gods or other priorities or other masters or even our own flesh that take priority above him. He's jealous over us, and he wants to see his nature in us, period. Pure Christianity is he wants to see his nature displayed in us, and he will not stop. He's impassioned over us. He is, he is going st- he, he to continue to pursue us until Father sees the reflection, until he sees the demonstration of nature of his Son in us. And that, I believe, works through these congregations. So practically speaking, get involved. Get plugged in. Don't allow the enemy to isolate you. Don't allow inconvenience to keep you, you know, in the corner somewhere. Be inconvenienced for the sake of Christ, though we all can grow and bear his nature and learn how to treat each other with dignity, love, respect, humility, honor, Instead of abusing each other and allowing the flesh to go ahead and just flare up and, and, and having that unchecked, these um, are, are the attributes and the, um, the lifestyle that, 
that I um, want to exhort all of us to uh, have it plugged into to community. So along along those lines, um, just as an exhortation, please, in the listening audience, it's read Galatians 5:13-26 again, and and read uh, for your own personal Bible study Colossians 3. 1 through 17, and you know, just to highlight a few of those things, it talks about, um, uh, but now ye also put off all these anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of the mouth, uh, lie not one to another, seeking that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man, which these are in these communities. We're learning how to put on the new man in these communities, which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. I mean, there's some, there's some beautiful passages. Let the word work richly in us. And, um, and it says there in verse 16, let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord, giving thanks to God and the Father of Him. It's not, we're not going in our own stead. We're not going in the name of men's empires. We're not going by the arm of the flesh. It's whatever you do in word and deed, do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ or Yeshua HaMashiach. And what does that mean? In His nature, in His stead, like an ambassador for Christ, as it talks about there in Second Corinthians. Um, I believe it's the sixth chapter when it talks about the 17th verse. It talks about anyone who is in Christ is a new creation. Uh, old things have passed away. Behold, all things are new. But as you see, I'm pretty impassioned over these things. So I'm tired of just talking, gentlemen. I'm tired of just seeing the hypocrisy all around us and us just pointing it out in other people's, other people's lives. But we need to go internal and look at at it in our own lives. Say, oh, God, get a hold of me. Take the hypocrisy out of me. Take the, the idolatry out of me. Take the anger out of me, the selfishness out of me. And I believe if, as we focus there individually, we can come together collectively and we can see Christ. And whatever we do in word and deed will glorify Him. So um, I'm, I'm excited about these things. And, and I'm growing. And I just wanted to edify all of us. Amen. Amen. Boy, I'm sure wondering how we're going to get you to come out of that shell. I just, uh... <laughs> I'm pretty shy. I'm pretty yeah, shy. Yeah. Mr. Passion. That's why I love it. Um, you mentioned flare-ups and getting people, you know, work, trying to work with each other as a team and just able to get under each other's skin and flaring up of tempers or anger. Or Brother Gregory often talks about, um, in the sense of anger, if, if someone can make you angry, they're not, it's not really what they're doing that's making you angry. It's the anger inside you is just coming out. And it's because you're, mm. you're harboring it from any number of experiences, but you have anger in you. And I think one of the quests or goals that we're trying to accomplish through this, this is to bring on a character, a character of Christ where, um, we can be rid of that anger, you know, uh, Christ, they couldn't make Christ angry if they nailed him to a cross, all right? 
Mm. And uh, that's that's a spirit that we all need to strive for. And it's it's going to be a learning process. Um, the what I wanted to say about that was that I forgot. Now we got about one minute before we go to break here. And George, if you have anything to add before break, I'd appreciate it. Yeah, maybe after the break, uh, we can discuss uh, something that we were. Uh, kind of externalizing with what Jeff was talking about internally, how we can externalize uh, an example of that in a congregational record or in the living networks. So maybe we can come back with that after break. All right, we'll do that, and we'll head into break and join you on the other side. Hallelujah. Hear it first on FirstAmendmentRadio.com and FirstAmendmentRadio.net, around the world and on satellite. Gold and silver is tremendously undervalued. Global demand vastly exceeds mine supply by more than 60% annually. There is little in the financial world more certain than a coming explosion in the prices of gold and silver. The U.S. dollar continues to lose value and respect as the world's reserve currency. Our nation faces challenges on many fronts, and a day doesn't pass without another economist bringing forth warnings of impending economic calamity. There has never been a better time than right now to acquire physical gold and silver. Discount Gold and Silver Trading was founded on the principles of truth and honesty. We believe in providing a quality product, quality service, and most importantly, competitive pricing. We provide all forms of precious metals, including American gold, silver, platinum, and rare investment and circulated coins. Silver bars, rounds, and 90% silver bags are on hand for the silver investor. Gold self-directed IRAs are available. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. Toll free, that's 1-800-375-4188. read the history books, the most often asked question to Southerners was this, why did you fight? And the most often given answer is, because you're here. In other words, the South did not invade the North, the North invaded the South. Was it the Civil War or... War of Federal Aggression. John Weaver sets the record straight in this DVD series on the Civil War from the Old Pass Christian History Conference. Was there a war to set the slaves free, or was it a war to enslave us all? Get this DVD and judge for yourself. War of Federal Aggression. Get this DVD presentation for a donation of $25 from FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Order online today at FirstAmendmentRadio.com. Call... 559-781-3773. The truth seems strange only because we've been indoctrinated with a fiction. War of Federal Aggression. Get it today. Hi, Nicholas here. I used to lug those big jugs to the market to fill with water from those coin-operated filter machines. 25 cents a gallon or 5 gallons for a buck. I used to. Then I got the big Berkey. Now I save my back and hundreds of dollars too. I was paying $600 for the same 3,000 gallons of water that a pair of black Berkey filters will provide for my own tap for only $99. This means that your Berkey water system will entirely pay for itself 
yourself with only 1,500 gallons of use. And then you will still have 1,500 gallons left before you need to replace the filters. Do the math. Stop throwing your money away on bottled water and filter dispensers that may or may not be delivering as promised. For a limited time, First Amendment Radio is offering 10% off on the most popular Berkey water systems. Visit the shopping page at FirstAmendmentRadio.com or call us at 559-781-3773 for more information. Leave your name and address and we'll send you this special offer. Do it now. First Amendment Radio is an authorized distributor of Berkey products. Welcome back to Keys to the Kingdom, Keys of the Kingdom. I'm Paul in Wisconsin, and what we're doing here today is another uh, edition of Meet the Ministers. We have Brother Jeff in the Carolinas, and we have Brother George up in Massachusetts. And we're on here today. Uh, Brother Gregory had an invitation to go speak on another uh, radio program today. And you can find out about that if you were on the Living Network or on the Kingdom News List. He would have sent all that information out to you. But um, I welcome you today for listening to us. And I did want to just mention for a moment that uh, a big thank you to First Amendment Radio for uh, giving us this opportunity. And I encourage everyone out there to uh, go to the website, firstamendmentradio.com, and check it out. You know, subscribe and and just be uh, generous because they give us such a great opportunity here. Brother Gregory is about to set off next month on a whirlwind tour around the country. And he's going to be stopping at a town near you. And hopefully you can get out, get a chance to meet him face-to-face, like we're talking about here today. Um, I'm just going to run down a brief overview of a, uh, the route of the tour as can be found on the Preparing You website, preparingyou.com. It's a wiki site, and we're trying to plan out exactly where we should go and who out there wants to see us. So if you have input and you'd like to have Brother Brother Gregory stop by your town, uh, get involved, get on the Living Network, hisholychurch.org and .net and .info, and uh, sign up, get involved. You can be a part of this too. So he's going to start out, and Brother Gregory comes from Oregon. He's going to go to Bend and take the route down to Fort Collins, Colorado, and then Fort Collins, Colorado, to Denver, into Omaha, Nebraska, uh, Omaha, Nebraska, down to Dallas, Texas. This is early April we're talking about here. Dallas, Texas, to Fort Mill, South Carolina. That'll be probably mid-April, Fort Mill, South Carolina, and all the way up to Boston, Massachusetts, uh, Boston, Massachusetts, coming back towards Oregon, going or stopping in Indiana and Wisconsin, Milwaukee area. From Milwaukee, he'll head up to Minneapolis and then into North Dakota, and then on his way from North Dakota back to Summer Lake, Oregon. There's uh, lots of tour planning that needs to happen. Like I say, we can make individual stops along the way. These are the major areas, and in between, there's lots of opportunity to get in touch with Greg- Brother Gregory face to face and whoever else is nearby. You know, let's set up some, let's make this tour happen and, and see some fruit. Before the break, Amen. yeah, we were talking about uh, the kingdom within and without, and I think I cut it short on what George had to say, so I'm going to send it back to him, and he can continue. Well, thanks. Uh, one one thing that we were discussing 
in our monthly gatherings here in Massachusetts was how do we transition as both individually and then community as the kingdom within starts to take hold? And how does that then, how then should we live, as Francis Schaeffer once famously said? One of the ideas was that we should help those who are you know, less fortunate. And I know Brother Gregory often uses the statistic that there's over 42 million people on food stamps now. And uh, we do indeed have bread lines in the, in the uh, American states. And one of the things we were discussing at our local gather was how can we be a witness you know, to the rest of the, the population out there that these kingdom secrets have been kind of hidden. Uh, they're hidden in our churches. They're hidden in our uh, rulers. And uh, how can we be a witness for the internal kingdom? And, you know, Jesus said you would always have the poor. And one of the, one of the ideas that came up the other day was doing something randomly, whether, whether working for someone for free or helping someone. But we didn't want to really cast the pearls before the swine, in other words, have all our labor be taken advantage of. So then the idea came up as well, maybe we could do that kind of once in a great you know, quarter or something like that, do something like that. But what about in our local community, there was a family, for example, that they had a fire on their farm and they didn't have any insurance and they, they were a supplier of like grass-fed beef and different <clears throat> vegetables and things like that. So the idea was that would be a, a great way we could cast our bread upon the water and hopefully in the local community we're a good witness by giving some of our labor toward that. And so it's someone who already had like a, a role in the community as a food supplier and it was a way that we could then uh, participate in helping them. And even if it's a day, a month, or a weekend a month, try to help them in some way. So we're going to be discussing that today. Actually, after this, we're going to be meeting over there uh, in that near that community to discuss that as well as uh, we're studying um, Covenants, Contracts, and Constitutions uh, is our new book that we're studying, which is written by uh, Gregory. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of throw that out there as a way that perhaps the kingdom can come from within and then be without in, in terms of local community. That's excellent. Amen. I hope that works out for you. Um, you know, when you start forming these communities, it it's almost like grasping at trying to find ideas on ways to help. And what's great about it is the Holy Spirit gets involved and you do one thing and suddenly you've got three more ideas on how you can get involved and then there's nine more from that and it just grows exponentially on the ways that community can be involved or you can be involved in the community. Um, yeah. Jeff in Carolina, you just had a gathering at your place not too long ago. You want to tell us about that? Yeah, it's um, it's some good stuff there, George. Uh, appreciate that, brother. Thank you for sharing. That was a real blessing. And, uh, yeah, because we are, we are trying to, you know, really help people. If you look at what Kingdom's all about, and I'll just go ahead and preface where I'm going to go with this, um, Kingdom means king's domain. Uh, um, where is he dominating? And that's the whole deal with the, with the inside of us. If he's dominating the inside of us, if he's dominating, you know, our hearts, or sitting on the throne of our hearts, if you will, our activity is going to bear his nature. 
And so in his, I mean, there, one of my friends said a while back, and I think it's really, it's a truism, is that the eternal nature of God is that of a lamb sitting on the throne. If you look at how he, like a lamb, in other words, when he was on earth, he did not pull out his iron scepter to rule by force. He pulled out a towel to serve and to wash feet. And he expects that eternal nature, that incorruptible seed, to also be in his disciples. And so, yeah, we're always looking for opportunities to bear his nature, which will be service-oriented, always. It will always be that of meekness, humility. I believe always. It will be that motivated by love, always. If it's anything other than that, it comes from a different kingdom um, and not the kingdom of God. But what's happened over here is, is I've been um, dealing with this for several years as far as how do we effectively, as the word says, you know a tree by its fruit. So in the 15th chapter, John talks about he wants to get his fruit and fruit that remains. So what is our fruit saying? What is the fruit? that glorifies him and we had a uh i call it our our regional uh church gathering with people from um georgia and north carolina here in south carolina we kind of converged and there's several different attributes or things that we wanted to um see happen in the, this gathering number one are we reaching out or are we just simply cloistered in some corner somewhere because the word says that hey you don't light a lamp and put it under a bushel you put it up on a lampstand so all in the house might see and the whole point of what messiah was saying was that they may see your good works and glorify your father in heaven it's not about glorifying flesh or man Father deserves the glory. So what are we doing here? And one thing is we went out actually and did some street work. Nineteen of us went out. Um, actually, it's Latrobe over there in Charlotte, North Carolina. And we became a voice of the voiceless, the unborn. And, um, and we stood out in front of actually an abortion clinic. Very interesting. Um, you know, and I was willing, you know, because Christ said go. Didn't say you didn't say you only go certain places. Um, the people we walked with, they call it the gates of hell. So, and my Bible says when Peter got the revelation of Christ, um, you know, Jesus being the Christ, the Son of God, is Christ said, and upon this I shall build my church in the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. So they, the people we were laboring with, called the gates of hell. So we showed up the gates of hell, and we got on the mic. We had a sound system over there, and just pleading for the unborn, um, not in condemnation, but but just pleading with the mothers who are going to kill their babies. But I thought it was a really good experience for the congregation to be out there and kind of some of that frontline ministry. Uh, this month, we're going to probably end up going um, either to feed the homeless at a soup kitchen or um, go downtown Charlotte and, and just preach the kingdom, uh, whatever. But we need to do more than just cloister in the corner somewhere. We also need to be a voice regardless if they receive it or not. And the case in point in that, gentlemen, is the Lord sent many a prophets like Ezekiel and even Jeremiah, and he warned them that the people are going to be stiff-necked, 
going to be hard-hearted. They more than likely will not even listen to you. Nonetheless, he still sent them out to preach and to prophesy. And I believe because the people who have um, heard their voice like our voices can never shake an angry fist in the face of God and say, No one told me. You never warned me when judgment comes. So we need to be faithful voices regardless, of course, led of the Spirit, um, regardless um, of the outcome. We just need to be obedient to the Lord because he talked about the foolishness of preaching. So we did that, and then we came back over here and broke bread together. It was wonderful. We had some lasagna, and Brother Matt and Taya, they uh, they had a, probably about a 40-pound turkey that they butchered and broad and we ate that up and i tell you it was delicious and so we you know our bellies were 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 filled uh, and in addition um we also had some spiritual food we came we worshiped together brother jeff came from georgia um you know with his family and there was eight of them and then brother eric and we had an auntie over here and brother don and and uh you know matt and Taya's children and we uh, worshiped together, and we prayed together, and, and we sought the Lord together, and we broke uh, the Word out, and we studied the Word, and, and we try to keep more in the Word um, as our cornerstone, if you will, more than just uh, philosophies, even what the governments of men are doing. Uh, we want to have that as a peripheral, if you will, because there's a lot of things going on, and we don't want to be snared by it. But we try to keep the cornerstone, the meat and potatoes of what we do, uh, uh, primarily in the Word of God. And so we broke that out and we talked about um, the pattern um, as well as the builders. So the Lord has a pattern and all through Scripture. He gave Moses a pattern of the tabernacle. He gave Noah a pattern of how to build the ark. And he gives us a pattern of how to live kingdom. So we just started doing it, and uh, in the in the middle of fellowship and love, and even had some um, a little bit of static to deal with, and people coming from different lifestyles and different things. And how do you deal with that personality conflict and humility and love? But if we never get together, we never have those opportunities to mature and grow and prefer our brother, as the Bible says with exhortation of, of, of even the Apostle Paul, uh, to prefer one another. Um, but uh, that's kind of our, our experience. You know what? I tell you, it did my heart good. I was so blessed. And, and even how to learn um, how to model the leadership um, of of, of the kingdom of God, which I believe, if anything, it's an upside-down pyramid. It's not a hierarchy, if you will. It's more of a lowerarchy. So our hierarchy is our lowerarchy, meaning the chief among us um, shall be the chief servants. And as Paul says, uh, exhorting the Corinthian church in 1 Corinthians 3, and he was talking about, yeah, I, I will that you would uh, that we reign among you as kings. We talked about how he considered us apostles as being least and even unto death. So that's what I see even in Brother Gregory. I see him leading in humility. I see him leading. 
eating and being the chief among us who labors. And that guy labors to the bone. And, uh, and that's why I honor him and honor the other you know, ministers. And I see them laboring, but we're laboring not with a lording over sort of a paradigm, but we're, we're trying to really learn what it means to be the real servant leaders because if we don't model it, um, we're just simply falling in the same old snares that we see in modern you know, American churchianity. And so that's why um, I believe people, and I believe you can concur, the listening audience, that um, you're probably looking for a model more than a message. So we want to do both. We want to be able to explain as clearly as possible and as simplicity as possible, as well as the, you know, taking a complex concept to making them simple, but we want to model it. So I encourage you, as it says in Hebrews, uh, the 10th chapter, about not forsaking the assembling of yourselves. What does that mean? I'm not meaning in an institutional sense. I'm not meaning, I'm not meaning in a modern-day sort of paradigm um, of what we see with the, uh, you know, the more 501c3 sort of venue. I'm talking about get among, among some brothers that are absolutely madly in love with Christ and His ways in fellowship with them. Rub on them and have them rub on you, and then we all grow more and more into His nature. So we experienced that this last few weeks. We also gather weekly. Um, we're constantly communicating on the phone and in the, the email, um, but that always is driving us to the living network. And um, so we're able to really, uh, really have opportunity to love one another. So hopefully that edifies you and gives you a little bit of meat to the bones of, of the practical of what we're doing here, as well as getting prepared to do a garden. We're doing husbandry over here. We're building things over here in the Carolinas, practically, uh, you know, preparing for, you know, what's going on in the world. My goodness, we could be, uh, you know, talking about the kingdom within, but our brother is hungry. And we're not able to feed them because we're ill-prepared or we perish ourselves because we're ill-prepared. And we're clearly hearing, hearing the Lord speak. We're clearly seeing the writing on the wall of what's going on um, in the world systems of men and the, the, the sinking of the Titanic. We have to also address the practical. Um, and that also, I believe, um, is the kingdom within displaying that without. And I believe it's the book of James that talks about that when it talks about when you see a brother who's destitute and in need, and you say, you know, be filled and be merry and kind of go on your, your way, but you have the means to meet that, that need and you don't. It says how, um, uh, I think it says something like how dwelleth the love of God within you. But that's... Um, I really want that, and I want that for all of us. I want us, uh, beloved, I mean, I want us to walk this thing out. And we talk about that, uh, you know, in, in Romans 8 when it talks about walking in the Spirit and, um, and the, the references I gave, you know, earlier. Um, but that's uh, some, some of the practical things there, and um, I'll yield the floor. There's a few more scriptures before we um, maybe go off the air about, you know, what it talks about the kingdom at hand, which we talked about the practicals of it. And real briefly, uh, study Matthew 3, uh, 2, and it talks about repent. What? Repent from that old nationality. Repent from that old mindset. Repent from that old Adamic nature. Repent of that. Turn. Change your mind and come into your 
your new citizenship when it says in uh, the first chapter of Colossians 1.13, um, when it talks about we've been delivered from the powers of darkness and translated. There's been a transfer here. There's been a shift here to the kingdom of his dear son. It talks about in Mark 1.15, um, when Christ himself, that was John the Baptist, Christ himself um, uh, uh, you know, talked about, uh, so anyhow, to get back to, John the Baptist preached in Matthew 3, 2, and also Mark 1, 15 about the repent, and the kingdom is at hand. Jesus himself, his first sermon was about repent, the kingdom is at hand. He commanded his disciples um, to preach the same, and also to display by laying hands on the sick, and cleansing the leper, and raise up the dead, and cast out devils. Um, in Matthew 10, 7 through um, 8. So the bottom line is the same precedence has been set for us today. Let's go and do the work, but from the power that lies within within us, that incorruptible seed, that nature of Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ. Um, I know I'm I'm giving a lot of content here, but I'm hoping that you guys in the listening audience will go and study this uh, stuff out. I'm hoping you're taking notes because there's a lot of good stuff I feel from the Spirit of God to edify and encourage you. Um, anyhow, I yield the floor. Well, thanks, Jeff. Uh, that sounds like it was quite a gathering, a very spiritual, filled gathering, and I wish I could have experienced that with you. I can just through your retelling of it, and that's great. Um, I wanted to, you actually touched on a question that was forming in my mind as you were talking about it, and maybe I'll ask George to help out too. Both of you are involved in congregations of records. What sort of advice would you have for us out here and in the listening audience that are still in the process of trying to to gather together to form a congregation of records, you know what what steps, what early steps should we take, and and you know how do we turn this into something gold? Sure. Well, one of the things that um, you know the networking out on the uh, www.hisholychurch.org have that little picture of the net. I love some of the art up there on that site. But uh, a lot of us have come from different backgrounds to. You know, we might have come from a traditional church or maybe we came out of the more of that patriot movement or we had some kind of a, a network of folks that we were learning law with, etc. So maybe even a political, one of the Ron Paul groups or something like that. So there's people everywhere and you know, there's people in our, in our businesses, in our families, etc. So that's how uh, we started. We said let's one person offered their house that we could meet at and I put together a little format. I said, well, let's do a reading club. And we started to read the Red Amendment by, uh, by L.B. Bork. And we used that as a part of our formation as a, as a group. And then later we got into spiritual things. We found out kind of where people were coming from. And so that kind of, uh, we went at kind of people's felt, felt needs, I guess, you know. Uh, we found some fishermen and, <laughs> and we found some some tax collectors and whatnot, and uh, that's kind of where we've gone. And some had tried to start Congregation of Record before, so the, there was some fertile field there as far as people, you know, wanting. They, they understood about it. They understood it being, um, being, uh, you know, not incorporated and not a 501c3 and all that. So, so that's kind of where we went. And then we've we've 
we didn't make it overwhelming. We didn't say we're going to meet every single week, you know, to start with. So let's meet once a month and let's get to know each other. And that's what Jeff was talking about. That trust got built. And, you know, further people are coming from, uh, you know, sound money. Some people are the gold and silver people. Some people are the constitutionalists, all these other. But there's a lot of folks out there that are, they want liberty. You know, they want the higher liberty. And um, I think that that's, that's where we started from. And then later on, we formed the Congregation of Record. And not everybody joined that either. So, but we have it there. Those of us who are in that understand kind of what we're trying to be with the Congregation of Record. And later on, we hope to expand it. And this tour, this whirlwind tour, is going to be hopefully a great catalyst for bringing other folks in also who want to hear more about the higher liberty. Yeah, Brother Gregory definitely has a yeah. prominent voice out there. And you can be seen up on YouTube with videos just... Uh, search for His Holy Church all together as one word and you'll find all the videos from Brother Gregory up there. You go to hisholychurch.org and check out the writings and the sermons and a lot of audios online. Um, you know, it, we put this information out there for free on the network and it's available. You know, Just take a look. Get involved. Uh, you know, we're not trying to sell you anything. This is the real deal. And that's what I want to find out. Uh, the show is wrapping up here. I appreciate talking with both of you, George and Jeffrey. Um, I will I just, interject one last thing, Brother Paul, if I may. Go for it. One thing I will say, unless the Lord build the house, the builders build in vain. Let's do it by the Spirit and prayer. Amen. Bless you both, and may peace be upon your house. Hey, love you guys. Appreciate you. God bless. Amen. You have been listening to The Keys of the Kingdom with Brother Gregory of His Holy Church. For more information on the educational ministry provided by His Holy Church and Brother Gregory, including services, counseling, lectures, books, and other audio materials, please write to His Church at Summer Lake, Box 10, Summer Lake, Oregon, 97640. You can also find us on the web at www.hisholychurch.net.